The Paul Rotundi Show. Playing in an Uber near you. Every weekday on WRRN Nashville. You are listening to The Paul Rotundi Show on WRRN, the Rotundi Radio Network. Good morning, folks. Paul Rotundi here, uh, coming to you on Wednesday, September 13th, 2023. Wow, do we have a lot to unpack today. Um, Big news day. Um, First, I want to just back up and say, you know, as far as yesterday's show, just want to say my producer Jeff is laughing at me right now. He's giggling his butt off. Um, yeah, I, I kind of let my inner Joe Pesci slash native New Yorker, um, out a little bit too much yesterday. <clears throat> and I'm going to do everything that I possibly can to make sure that that doesn't happen again. Just because we want to keep this clean and family friendly and all that nice stuff. So with that, let's talk about the elephant in the room. Senator, uh, uh, I'm sorry, House Speaker McCarthy finally pulled the trigger and said yes to the impeachment inquiry of one Joseph Robinette Biden. Personally, I think it's a year too late in coming because, I mean, we already have more than enough evidence to not only comp- not only impeach but also to when it gets turned over to the Senate to get the <clears throat> get the majority we need to push it over the top and convict Joe Biden of high crimes and misdemeanors more like actually high crimes and felonies at this point but you know everything from election tampering to bribery to pay for play quid pro quo with that we saw with Burisma and the firing of Victor Shokin and him famously you know saying well son of a gun they fired the guy because I was going to withhold a billion dollars in aid if they didn't fire him And let's see, the most recently, I mean, on 9-11, on 9-11, folks, they hand $6 billion in cash back to the uh, the Iranian government in exchange for nine Iranian prisoners, you know, essentially people with Iranian U.S. dual citizenship that made the trip over there knowing that chances were that they were going to get pulled and and prosecuted for whatever the Iranian government was going to prosecute them for. <clears throat> Usually it's espionage or some kind of spying on the Iranian government. But, you know, let's see. I mean... <laughs> Although McCarthy apparently did not make the decision easily, he had to be pushed into it by um, 
Representative Matt Gates out of Florida, who warned him that if he didn't pull the trigger and initiate the impeachment inquiry, inquiries, that he was going to call for a um, vote of no confidence and a vacate the chair vote on the floor of the House of Representatives today. And apparently he got his wish. So that's a good thing. They need to... Well, first of all, there's so much thing that the the Congress needs to do in the next 30 days. I mean, before the 30th of this month, like have a belt, have a budget for you know for fiscal 24. And you know, they're going they're possibly going to hold that up in in order to dissuade people from going through with the impeachment inquiry. I say, you know what? Don't go don't don't fund the government. It'll just be another, you know, let them, you know, let them do what they need to do to get subpoena power. To get to the bottom of everything that has been done by the Biden family and eliminate all the deflection dishonesty that has come out of this administration since day one. Honestly, since Trump took office in on January 21st, 2017, we've had seven years of nonstop nonsense and nonstop obfuscation and cover-up to go along with the previous 43 years of Joe Biden enriching himself at the expense of the American taxpayer and, in certain cases, at the expense of American lives. I want to see what they come up with. There was nothing... (laughs) I you know correspond that to Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer screaming impeachment every single waking moment of every single waking day for four years during the Trump administration. I mean, even before he was elected, if you remember correctly, they launched Crossfire Hurricane to try to prove that Donald. J. Trump was a Russian asset. <laughs> and we let them get away with it. We let them get away with it. How much more are we going to let them get away with? The time has come for action. Talk is cheap. Actually, talk is actually more expensive now than the U.S. dollar. Which they continue, the Biden administration and the Department of Treasury under Joseph Biden are continuing to print money like it's going out of style, further devaluing the currency. They had the report on inflation yesterday, ticked up again. It's up almost 4% from last year, this time. If you're wondering why your purchasing power seems lower and lower, all you got to do is do the math. You put God knows how many trillions of dollars of paper currency into circulation and you're the worth of the dollar is cut in half. It's high time we get to the bottom of everything that Joe Biden has done, not just in the last four years to destroy the U.S. economy, to destroy our standing on the world stage, 
to make us the laughing stocks of the planet, but also over the last 50 years. How m- <laughs> Just in this last two weeks, we've seen how he's just completely unfit for office. The press conference in Vietnam should just cement it. He needs to retire. They needs to be impeached for everything that we currently have on him and whatever else we find. And enough is enough. Speaker McCarthy, if you're listening, I hope you are. I'd love to have you as a listener. Do what's right. Do what the American people are asking for and have been asking, no, begging since Joe Biden took office. He's not in control of the White House. He's not in control of the government. Somebody else is running it. And you even have Democrats now saying Biden's not the one running the show. That it's unelected people that are now running things behind the scenes. That Joe Biden is little more than the main character of Weekend at Bernie's. He's dead He just doesn't know it yet. And they keep propping him up in the corner with the sunglasses on in his Corvette with a hand up saying, you know, and everybody just keeps waving at him and saying, hi, Bernie. Hi, Joe. While the American people continue to suffer at the hand of the people that he has surrounded himself with that are running this country into the dirt. Or as they like to say down here, he's running it into the ditch. You know, (laughs) let's just, you know, I mean, take a look at, um, you know, McCarthy, you know, him laying it out. You know, he's like, Families, foreign business dealings. You know, Hunter Biden enriching himself off of China, off of getting paid $85,000 a month for Burisma to be a board member. Why? Because his last name ends in Biden. For the millions in bribes, for the IRS finding and the Department of Treasury finding over 150 red flag transactions between foreign accounts and the Biden bank accounts. You know, how do you have both his all his partners, all his business partners, Devin Archer, Bobolinsky. I mean, you even have Victor Shokin himself in the Ukraine saying that Poroshenko was spoken to by Joe Biden in order to guarantee that there was going to be that funds transfer. How much more is it going to take, folks? How much more is it going to take How many more people have to die at Joe Biden's negligence? You know, we have 13 service members who died needlessly during the pullout of Kabul. We left behind how many Americans and how many Afghans? When's enough enough? You're listening to Paul Rotundi, the new voice of Nashville, on WRRN. 
The Southern Yankee On Demand print store on Etsy is your home for all kinds of print-on-demand items, including glassware and mugs, tumblers, candles, t-shirts, and engravable and customizable jewelry cards. If you can personalize it, we can print it. Come see us on Etsy, and soon Amazon as well, at yankeeodp2023.etsy.com. Remember, that address is Y-A-N-K-E-E odp2023.etsy.com. You'll be glad you did. Uh, yes, this is Gern Blanston from WRRN. Uh, Senator McConnell, do you ever listen to the Paul Rotundi show? Blink twice if that's a yes. The Paul Rotundi Show is on every weekday on WRRN. Anything else you want to say? Or should I just go back to you? folks we're back all right so i don't know if you've seen this yet but infowars owen schroyer was sentenced to 60 days in prison over the events of january 6th for those of you who don't know who owen schroyer is he's one of the founders of infowars and he he what he, he was arrested for protected first amendment speech if that doesn't scare you that the department of justice is now fully weaponized against civilians against citizens of the united states for exercising their First Amendment right to freedom of speech, then I really don't know what more you need to motivate you to action. He says, um, Schroyer does, he says, I was not part of any larger plan for illegal activity or violence that day you know, he said you know, at his sentence and hearing on Tuesday morning, still U.S. District Judge Timothy Kelly sentenced Schroyer to 60 days in prison. Kelly recently sentenced former Proud Boy leader Enrico Tarrio to a record high 22 years in prison over the Capitol riot, and the guy wasn't even in Washington, D.C. on January 6th. He sentenced um, Schroyer to 60 days in prison over the um, over federal prosecutors' request for 120 days. Schroyer, quote unquote, um, pros- federal prosecutors said that Schroyer helped create January 6th. The government respectfully requested that this court sentence him to 120 days incarceration. 12 months of supervised release, 60 hours of community service, and $500 in restitution. They said further, in the months prior to January 6th, Schroyer spread election disinformation paired with violent rhetoric to hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of viewers. In response to the government's sentencing memorandum, Schroyer's attorneys argued that the government was infringing on Schroyer's First Amendment right to free speech. And there quoted, as saying, Mr. Schroyer and every person capable of speaking in the United States has a God-given right to utter the speech Mr. Schroyer used, Schroyer's attorneys uh, countered, that the government would suggest otherwise is frightening commentary on, the, on our times. 
The government's sentencing memorandum is a shocking effort to criminalize dissent and warrants a a stiff rebuke, uh, rebuke from this court. Mr. Schroer had every right to believe and to assert to this very day that he that the 2020 election was stolen. Schroer works with Alex Jones, and they will come after Alex Jones again next. Alex Jones has already been targeted by the DOJ for what they classify as disinformation, hate speech. Why? Because he has a differing opinion than the people that are currently in power. The First Amendment guarantees your ability to say what you feel, what you believe to be true based on the information that you have. I always tell people that I may not agree with what you say, but I will die defending it along with every other God-given right as annotated in the U.S. Constitution. The fact that they are trying to criminalize free speech and criminalize difference of opinion should chill every single person's blood within the sound of my voice. This is not the United States I grew up in. This is not the... United States, where we had debates and the better ideas won. The better orator won. The better policies won. Right now, we're living in a country where if you're on the wrong side... They are looking to eliminate you from the public square by any means necessary. Whether that means censorship, whether that means being shouted down in in a public square, you know, a public, you know, out in public whether that means being criminally targeted for speaking your mind and having a difference of opinion with those that are currently in power. Think on that for a moment. They are literally criminalizing differences of opinion. That's socialism, folks. That's not the constitutional republic that we live in. That's a socialist mode of thinking. That's a communist mode of thinking. That's what the Chinese do. That's what the Russians do. That's what the Cubans do. That's what the Venezuelans do. That's what the Iranians do do. If you speak out against power, you're silenced. Your family is silenced. Whether it it be by losing your job, losing the ability to have a business, lose the ability to travel, lose the ability to breathe, or get disappeared or get thrown in prison because 
a family member spoke out against the government. We're seeing that now in this country. That's why they're going after President Trump. Because he believes that there's a better way. And he believes with every fiber of his being that there was malfeasance and that there were shenanigans on election day of 2020. And that he has every right and has exercised at the direction of his lawyers every legal right to challenge that election. And now, not only is he being targeted for crimes under the RICO Act, but his lawyers are being charged. His staff are being charged for crimes stemming from a difference of opinion. I'll say it again. If this doesn't make your blood run cold, that we're living in a police state where every action, every word that you speak is now being micro microanalyzed. And the first and the the when you step out of line, you're no you're removed from having the right to speak. What's next? Tom Cruise is going to show up at your doorstep and haul you off to jail because you had a thought that some and and then something might happen in the future. Are we living in the movie Minority Report now? Is that where we're going, folks? Seriously, if you haven't seen the movie, I would say, I would put it on your recommended, in fact, mandatory watch list this weekend. Put it on your list. Watch the movie. And see if things aren't moving in that direction. I don't know where we're going, folks. I Honestly, this is the first time in U.S. history where I, where in my lifetime that I don't know where this country's going. And it scares the heck out of me. And it should scare the bejesus out of you. We're going to end this segment here. Um, when we get back, we're going to talk about what's going on in New Mexico right now and the absolute anger towards Governor Grisham's choice to suspend the Second Amendment. We'll be back. It's not politics. It's politics. On the Paul Rotundi Show on WRRN. Do you see something wrong with this picture? He's made in America. We left $86 billion in military hardware, most of which are top secret. We left all our toys in Bagram Air Base for the Taliban, the Russians, and the Chinese to come in and pick through. He's made in America, and he's mad as hell. As soon as that happens, Alvin Bragg comes in and says, I'm going to sue Donald Trump for a case that not even the feds would take. And I'm going to try to elevate a campaign finance violation, a misdemeanor, into a felony. Listen to Paul Rotundi every weekday. Every time something drops against Hunter Biden, some rogue DA someplace launches a campaign and indicts Donald Trump. Every single freaking time. The Paul Rizzundi Show on WRRN. This is not the America I grew up in. 
How far will the most corrupt president in history go to keep Republicans from winning back the White House? Meet the cast of unscrupulous accomplices he's assembled to get Trump. Alvin Bragg, the radical liberal New York prosecutor who refuses to prosecute violent criminals. Jack Smith, who's made a career persecuting innocent Republican officials. Letitia James, the socialist who ran on the promise, I'll go after Trump. And Biden's newest lackey, Atlanta DA, Fonnie Willis. So incompetent, on her watch, violent crimes have exploded. So tainted, Willis was thrown off one case for trying to prosecute a political opponent. So corrupt, Willis got caught hiding a relationship with a gang member she was prosecuting. So dishonest, Willis was accused of creating a fake subpoena. Welcome to the Fraud Squad. I'm Donald J. Trump, and I approve this message. So, in response to Governor Lujan Grisham's ban on carrying handguns in the city of Albuquerque, uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico, and other jurisdictions that she deemed as good places to start banning the Second Amendment, um, Breitbart reports that um, they <laughs> have come out in droves. Regular citizens armed to the teeth with their ARs and their um, Glocks and other sidearms and other long guns in protest of that ban. And more than 100 people showed up in the Old Town Square um, uh, in Albuquerque on Sunday, fully loaded, fully locked, and ready to roll. And when you have gun control activists like David Hogg slamming the ban, he's he's not a Republican. He is as Democrat as you come. And he's like, I support gun safety, but there's no such thing as a state public health emergency exception to the U.S. Constitution. And Sam Bregman, the Grisham-appointed district attorney over Albuquerque, made it clear he will not enforce the ban. Okay, somebody you put in office says, yeah, you, you're a nut job. You overreached. And the Associated Press further points out Bregman spoke against the ban on Saturday, saying, as an officer of the court, I cannot and will not enforce something that is clearly unconstitutional. He added, this office will continue to focus on criminals of any age that use guns in the commission of a crime, as he should and as he's supposed to by law. But as I spoke of yesterday this overreach is just the beginning folks this is the first of many actions that we are going to see across the country where governors of states especially blue states like uh, like New York California Illinois, um, Maryland, Massachusetts, Connecticut, and pretty much the whole Northeast, um, 
are going to start trying to overreach as far as they possibly can to gauge our response. They've been doing it for years in the Department of Education in various states, especially New York State, you know, and, and more specifically in New York City, since that's what I have the most exposure to, as having been there and lived as a resident of New York City for over 30 years. And I watched the New York City Board of Ed slowly but surely move the goalposts further and further and further and further left, trying to gauge, okay, let's see what we can get away with today. And they did. And they're continuing to do it. Only now, parents have woken up. They look at what is going on in Virginia and what is going on across this country with this woke nonsense, the ideology, um, (coughs) excuse me, of critical race theory. And saying that everything in our society revolves around racial disparity. No, that's not true. This country was not founded on slavery. This country was not founded on racial inequity. This country was founded on meritocracy. This country was the shining beacon on the hill. It still is the shining beacon on the hill. Only the Democrats are trying to cover up the lantern and put everyone in the dark. I look back over my lifetime and I see how far the goalposts have moved, how far people have overreached, and then continued to move the goalposts so that in thinking that we wouldn't notice. We have noticed. And hopefully we've noticed in the nick of time. Because if we don't do something now, there won't be anything that we'll be able to do in the future to reverse it. It needs to end now. The woke bull bull stuff, the bovine scatology, needs to end now. We need to go back to a time where public discourse was the rule of law. It still is the rule of law, only they want to disregard it. We need to go back to when better ideas won the day. We need to go back to a a point in our history where if you were the best person for the job, You got the job, not because you checked the box, not because the people that were looking to fill a position needed to fill a quota, where admissions to schools, especially Ivy League schools, were granted on meritocracy and not equity. See, there's a difference between equality and equity. Equality means everybody's got the same chance to succeed. Equity means that everybody succeeds regardless of whether they deserve it or not. 
you look at policies like No Child Left Behind, and is it really serving the children of our country? It's not. If a child doesn't understand something or is not putting the effort in, how could they be a functional member of society if they don't learn anything? Or if they just get pushed along with everybody else and then left to their own devices when, they're, when they graduate high school? Idle hands of the devil's playground. And inevitably, people who fall through our educational system are going to choose the easier path and become criminals because it doesn't take any learning to steal something. With the set, as in regard to the Second Amendment, that is a God-given right. Governors who choose to abandon their oath to the Constitution to defend it to the last need to absolutely be thrown out of office. Only we can do that as citizens. Only we can go to our elected officials and say, enough's enough. We need to stop this now. We need to send a message to the people that we elected to office that we will not brook any violation of their oath and let it slide. We'll be back. We are back on the subject of here we go again, folks, or the, and she's back, back again, and she's back for the lose. Sorry, Eminem, I'm paraphrasing your song, but Hillary Clinton returns to the White House for an arts event, so... Jeff Mason reports that former First Lady Hillary Clinton returned to the White House on Tuesday to speak at an arts event in what will be her first public appearance at the U.S. presidential residence and workplace since her 2016 election loss to Donald Trump. Clinton will attend an event with First Lady Jill Biden to celebrate premium imperial laureates recipients of a global arts prize by the Japanese uh, Japan Art Association for Lifetime Achievement in the Arts. I have no idea who these people are. I'm going to have to look that up and check out what their art is and see if I understand it. I probably won't. You know, I'm a very simple guy as far as my taste in art. If I got to look at it for more than five seconds and see if you know, what's the meaning behind it? I probably won't get it. But anyway, I digress. So, recipients of the Arts Award were first celebrated at the White House by President Bill Clinton and then First Lady Hillary Clinton in 1994. Though she spent plenty of time at the White House during the Obama administration as Secretary of State and other functions, she did not return during Republican Trump's four years in office, obviously. With President Joe Biden in the White House since 2021, Clinton has been back, but not, given, not to give public remarks. She was on the guest list for a dinner to celebrate then-outgoing German Chancellor Angela Merkel's early in uh, departure and early in Biden's tenure. Clinton has been a vocal supporter of Biden and a critic of Trump, her former rival. Duh. Even when Biden and his aides avoided commenting on Trump's legal troubles, Clinton waded in with full force 
swinging her machete. Trump faces multiple criminal charges as he seeks the Republican nomination to face Biden in the 2024 presidential election. He denies any wrongdoing. However, Clinton could be called upon to help Biden, 80, in his re-election bid. She's popular with women, though I have no idea why, ladies, why. She, <laughs> she is the worst person to talk about women's, especially what she did to all of the people who came forward against her husband, Bill, especially Monica Lewinsky and all of the women who charged Bill Clinton with adultery and other more serious issues like rape. She's been a leading voice in the favor of abortion rights. Why not? How many people has she Epstein so far in her, you know, since becoming first lady? Let's see. Oh, God. You know, the body count just keeps climbing. And nobody does anything about it. I And, you know, she's key voter, you know, she's Leading voice for abortion rights, key issue for left-leaning voters after the Supreme Court struck down Roe v. Wade, which was horrible legislation, uh, horrible, a horrible decision back then and should have never been taken away from the states because it is a state's issue, not a federal issue. And... She won the popular vote in 2016, although I have no idea how. Anyway, she still claims, mind you, that the 2016 election was rigged and complains about it everywhere she goes and continues to this day to make excuses about her loss. But yet I don't see anybody making raids on Chappaqua to haul her butt into um, into f- federal court in New York City on RICO charges and conspiracy charges. Two-tiered justice system, folks. Two-tiered justice system. Not, not to mention, let's talk email, maybe. There's 30,000 of 33,000 emails missing right now, Hillary. You know where they are? Oh, that's right. You bleach bitted the server they were on. And you took hammers to all the blackberries and destroyed the SIM cards. Or did you forget? That was when you were Secretary of State under President Obama. Wasn't it? How many state secrets did you cough up with your illegal server? And then other women in the news. She's 83. Trends as Nancy Pelosi announces re-election bid. Nancy Pelosi in California announced that she will seek re-election in 24 prompting shock and amusement from critics who observed that the congresswoman is already 83 years old and that when she finishes her, was it, 21st term as San Francisco's congressperson? 83 years old. She'll be 85, folks. Talk about Joe Biden enriching himself off the American taxpayer and at the expense of the American taxpayer. This woman's got Joe Biden beat. She's like, she says, now more than ever, our city, San Francisco, needs us to advance San Francisco values and further our recovery. You mean your slide to oblivion? Our country needs America to show the world over that 
our flag is still there with liberty and justice for all. And she emphasizes the word all. First elected to Congress in 1987. She said, that's why I'm running for re-election. Respectfully ask for your vote, she added. The former speaker's announcement triggered a range of reactions across social media as the, quote, she's 83 began the trend. Age is becoming a trending narrative as of late, giving President Biden, uh, given that President Biden, who is 80, and his stumbles and Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell and his freeze-ups. She's been political office since 1981. She's helped to destroy San Francisco and the entire rest of the country. These corrupt geriatrics cling to power at all costs, according to Monica Crowley, former Assistant Secretary of the Treasury. Enough is enough. She's 83 at Speaker Pelosi um, be a leader. Set an example and retire. 75 should be the mandatory retirement age for all public servants, another ex-user opined. And they're right. They're right. But she can't raise any more money if she's retired. Think about that, folks. She can't get money from the wealthy donors that prop her up in San Francisco if she retires. She can't enrich her husband, Paul Pelosi, with insider trading if she retires and doesn't have access to that inside information anymore. It's just bizarre, folks. These people don't want to surrender these positions that we have given them because they don't want to let go of power. It's time we take it back from them and return it to the people and not these people who want to make a career out of living off the public back. And we'll be back. Oh, and we're back. Just in time to say we're wrapping up the show for today. So we'll be back tomorrow. And I think that's what I meant. But you can reach us on email at paulshowwrn at gmail.com. And you can find us on all everywhere where you hear podcasts. So all of them. I just don't remember them all off the top of my head. But have a good night, folks. We'll see you tomorrow. Take it easy.